What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Aussie Lag Games cast for Friday, the 2nd of July, 2021. We're here for episode 52. We passed 50. Who can who can believe it? It's I still can't believe it. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by the man with the plan, Jack Gibbs. How you doing, brother? I'm doing well, man. I've just realized it's the 2nd of July, and uh, it's kind of fucked, but, but I'm good otherwise. How about you? How you doing? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. Um, I don't know. I feel a bit out of it this week, but other than that, I'm pretty. I'm pretty okay. It feels like a bit of a slow week. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm feeling it. Um, Spoke to some people at work today that were feeling it. I, I think maybe it is just sort of the middle of the year, bit of a lull. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Don't know. That's all right. We hit a podcast. This is the height of the week. We're on the back up, back up on the other side of the cliff. Oh, that's it. That's it. We're on the way, we're on the way up. That's what we got to look at. That's that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. So, like, have you been playing anything this week? Talk to me, because I feel like the last few weeks we've been just talking a lot about E three and everything. We haven't really we haven't really had the time to talk about games. So, what have you been playing? I haven't been playing a great deal, but the the treat that I have been playing is uh, Mario Golf. That um, yes, that came out last Friday. Uh, Friday, Saturday? Yeah, Friday, maybe I brought it on Saturday, I can't remember. But I've been playing it. Um, have yeah. you played this game? Not yet. Not yet. Alright, oh, there's not much to really spoil. You you swing a, a stick and uh, the ball goes down the field. It's very interesting. It's I've never played a Mario Golf before. That's that's how I should start start this off. So I'm, I'm coming in blind, coming in fresh. It reminds me a lot of Wii Sports, like the good things about Wii Sports. It's, you know, not not taking things too seriously. Some of the mechanics feel similar. I'm not playing with motion controls, to be fair, though. I feel like that would be even a closer a closer relationship there. Um, I don't know, it's kind of weird. There's an adventure mode, which I've found quite engaging because it sort of just, you know, it tells you what to play next as opposed to just nine holes, nine holes, nine holes or whatever. And I think you have to play the adventure mode to unlock some of the courses, so you sort of got to. But yep. I kind of got to a point where it's just like it's just as pointless as playing a random nine holes. So I don't know. I don't know. To get, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. I think the value is gonna be when we have a multiplayer match. I think that's gonna be the addiction. Like I, I can see us really playing a full eighteen holes in one go and enjoying all eighteen. So I I'm very happy with it. Very happy I brought it. I haven't played it as much as I thought I would have, only because, like, yeah, you sort of... It is a little bit repetitive. And and there's this fucking weird-ass mechanic where you... Like, in the adventure mode, you hit the ball, and you fucking run after it. And it's like... it it It's presented like, oh, shit, you better be quick. You better run. There's boost. You can, you can upskill your speed, your running speed. You don't want to carry too many clubs, otherwise it'll slow you down. There's like hearts on the field to re, um, reboost your stamina and all that sort of stuff. But you've got a minute and a half to get to the ball and no penalty if you get there second or third or fourth. Like, I don't understand what the fuck's going on. Maybe more of a reflection on me than the game, to be fair. Um, but above all else, this game is worth every dollar and I feel like it's got a lot more to give that I haven't even found yet. So I'm excited. Cool. It's be playing no, Switch that's good. Too. Yeah, Switch is a good console. It's Switch is a great console. It's always a treat to go back to. It. I just don't find myself playing it that much in a sense that, like, you know, 
if I'm sitting at home, got the PC, got the Xbox or whatever, um, you know, if it's a multi-plat game, I'm going to be playing it somewhere else. It's just sort of the way it is for me. Um, and I'm, I'm not a big Pokemon or Zelda person, so, you know, the first party catalogue is reduced. But every time I get the Switch out to play something, it's, it's a real fucking delight. And I'm, it's a good concept. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, that's sort of been my week. A little bit of Apex sprinkled in and, and whatnot. So that's that's been been good. The um the Apex event with going back to the original Kings Canyon. Fuck me, that was so much fun last night. I can't believe it. Oh, it was it such was, a shame yeah. I had to go to sleep early because like I just I can't wait to have like a six hour session. The only problem is every hour and a half, fucking World's Edge comes back. God, that's fair. That's damn fair. it. Look, the original version of World's Edge isn't a bad version of World's Edge. It's just that, like, Kings Canyon is such the blood gulch of Apex. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's like it's just perfect, absolutely perfect. There's nothing you can do. Turn it into Valhalla, it's still good, but I want blood gulch back. I want, I want blood gulch. Um, I, I, it is crazy how much the game's changed in the two years. The, the, the big thing is though is my muscle memory it, it like it's kind of returned to the old map a little bit and so I kind of wish we were restricted to the old legends as well because yeah. you know having her as a horizon who throws the the um thinger you haven't having her doing that that sort of trickery in Skelltown that's just not comfortable all right that's just that's, that's just gonna, gonna get my head around all that but um Yes, that's, that's been good to be back. It's, it's bringing back the memories, the good memories, the um, the pre-ranked memories as well. But Apex is just such a great game. It's good to see it evolve. And, and I know I sit here and whinge about the new maps, but it's great to see it supported and, and the community growing. Like It's it's obviously a positive thing that, that it keeps, um, keeps changing and evolving. But please bring back Kings Canyon more. I'm going to leave my... Yeah, there's... Uh... Oh, sorry. There's been a there's been a massive call from the community for them to just introduce a new playlist that is literally the Genesis playlist where it is just the original Kings Canyon and original um, World's Edge um, that would like just be a constant uh, there all the time sort of thing. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if they do introduce it. I just don't know how they would go. I feel like everyone would play Genesis a lot or you'd find, you'd probably find a lot of the people that played Apex from the beginning in the Genesis one and a lot of people that picked up Apex halfway through playing on the normal map. Um, that way they could still continue to evolve maps and do the story things they want to do with them, but there's still a place for like the OG people to go back and play them. I think that would be cool. Yeah, or- it's a really tricky position there, isn't it? Because mm. if they split the playlist anymore, it's, it can, like, there's been seasons where it's been really hard to find a game as it is. You know what I mean? And it might be fine in this season or next season, but that's, that's a tough one. I, I, you know, if, if, if I'm allowed to, to make a call to the devs myself, uh, I would just like to see all three maps in the rotation. Like, I feel like that'd be an all right compromise because if I had it yeah. my way, it'd just be Kings Canyon. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Like, the there must be some sort of reason behind taking out the third map well, out of rotation. It, it started for, for lore reasons because, like, the crew went to World's Edge or, you know, like, it's it sort of... I have, I have a feeling they wanted to just just like remove maps you know what i mean like we're going to world's edge yeah. king's canyon will never return we've gone to olympus world's edge will never return but yeah i'm sort of at the stage where i wish all three maps were there it, it, like that that's my compromise that's, yeah that's my compromise. yeah that's fair 
yeah, no, that's fair. Is there been any hints at a fourth map coming? Yeah, in the comics, I feel like they've hinted very heavily. The the comic that they release every week at reset, it's been hinting very heavily at a brand new map uh, on a new planet that links very, very clearly links to crypto and caustic and their backstory and all that sort of stuff. So like, it would be cool if that was released. Um, they're actually on it in the comic right now. I believe they're on the planet that they've been hinting at. And, uh, it's like they're in an area that's just infested with like poisonous spiders that caustic uses. That apparently is what caustic has been using in his gas for years. Um, so it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting lore wise. I feel like a new map would be a, a new map would be a breath of fresh air. It really would. Just like going back to the original maps has been sort of a breath of fresh air. It's like, it's been, um, it's been interesting to go back and kind of be like, oh, well, I know this map better than I know the new map. So it's been great for me because it's like, this is the map that I got my first victory on. This is the map that I played my first games on compared to people that join like season six, season seven. And, you know, this is their chance to go back and see it. But like a new map would be a breath of fresh air, but I don't want it at the risk of losing maps like Kings Canyon. It's like Kings Canyon is great. Um, I can fuck with Olympus. Uh, World's Edge, I'm just so sort of like, I don't know about World's Edge. So I I, I like elements from both maps, mm. but unfortunately most of the elements, elements from, like the original map is fine. I think I like the city a bit more. But I also like the giant crevices in in the newest version. But you know, it's 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 hard. It's like this, a mix and match. The, the places in World's Edge that they've made changes to were already good. As in, like they've just taken something mm. good and replaced it with something good. It's not really like I sort of said last night. I think the thing about the city being destroyed in half was really about stopping the whole server from dropping on the city. Which yeah, which I get. Um, I don't know. I I think. Olympus I don't think Olympus is problematic in the way it's like design or or um, you know verticality or the vehicles or anything like that I think the big problem with Olympus is just the sheer size of it like it's so much open space between areas which is interesting gameplay and sniping and all this cool stuff and it makes the tridents relevant rah, rah, rah. but at the end of the day half the server drops fucking labs or, or estates or whatever and then you gotta wait yeah. 20 minutes to get to the end game I would love to see the next map be slightly smaller than Kings Canyon. Yeah. I reckon that'd be cool. Maybe a bit more vertical. Um, oh man, Kings Canyon is just so fucking good. I mean, <laughs> could, could, could they benefit from increasing the size of the, the people that drop? Like what have we got so, now? Like what, <clears throat> 60 drop now? What if they increase that to like, like a hundred? I'm sure they could fix this, but they said it was an engine problem. Not an engine problem, but an engine limitation. I mean, like, this game has made how much money and it's, and it's like, <laughs> fix it. So it, <laughs> like, it runs on the Source engine, which is Counter-Strike. and Which is not good. <laughs> well, they've done a lot with it. Um, they've, they've rewritten the networking infrastructure and all that. Like, they, they've, they've gutted this engine as far as I'm aware. Um, yeah look I would love to see the player cap you know go up a little bit or, or at least experiment with it like doesn't necessarily have to go up it could go to 40 on a much smaller map for all I care I would just love to see it sort of tinkered with but um, yeah apparently 60 is a hard limit I find I, okay, wow. I, I'd need more information like I do find it a bit hard to believe but 
Um, I'm yeah. sure Respawn knows more than I do about their engine. Yeah, that's 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 fair. Yeah, yeah, no. But yeah. Genesis event, very good, very yes. good. Yes. Mario Golf, very good. Event. Yes. Have you been playing anything else? Anything else to add to our, uh, our list? Uh, I've just been playing um, Ratchet and Clank Two, Going Command. I've put uh, quite a few hours into that, trying to polish that off. Um, such a monumental step up from the first game down to gameplay down to voice acting mm. the gunplay is just night and day um like ratchet one is the the, the ratchet and clank game that i have played the most out of all of them because it was the one that i really resonated with because it was the one that i remember playing the most growing up as a kid uh but yeah playing through one uh, I platinumed it and I'm like, yeah, let's go straight to two. Let's do it. And then we'll, yeah, we'll hit up three. Well, then we'll go gridlock law. The second I put in two and the se- the second I started playing, I-, I just, I don't understand how this game came out a year after the old, after the first one, all those years ago, like what? a year. Oh uh, yeah. So Time Ratchet and Clank one, two and three. Oh, absolutely. Ratchet and Clank one, two and three all came out within a year of each other. Damn. Yeah, and Ratchet and Clank going Commander is such a monumental step up. Like, they won, like, in my mind, they 100% were developing going Commando at the same time they were still yeah, developing yeah. the first one. Like, 100%. I reckon halfway through, they're like, we've got something. People are going to want more of this. We need to get, we need to start working on the second one now. And yeah, it's just a great step up. Like, from like even from like just little things that like you wanted in the first game like in the first game you travel from from place to place on a ship and you're always like oh man and then there were like there were ship levels that were like serviceable they were just within atmosphere and stuff but there was always that thing where it's like oh man imagine if you could fly these in space which is one of the first things they get you to do in Ratchet and Clank 2. It's like, oh, you're going to this planet? All right, cool. You're flying in space. you got to defeat this many people. you got to collect these things before you can land on the next planet. And it's fun. It's good fun. Like, they don't, like, it doesn't linger too long. It's enough of what you wanted so that when you get to the planet, you're like, all right, cool. Like, now I don't feel like I'm going from shooting gallery to shooting gallery. I'm going from shooting gallery to space combat to shooting gallery to story to some new mechanic that they're introducing. Yeah, it was, nice. It's really, really good. I'm playing yeah. the um, 2016 Ratchet and Clank at the moment. I'm not far in. i got to be honest, I'm not even enjoying it. But it's, it's interesting because, like, the second level, you're doing, like, that ship stuff where you're flying around the city or whatever. And then yeah, sure enough, you got to land, and you're in a you're in a like a hallway shooter again. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, yeah. Um, what the fuck is with the first game? Like the sorry, the remake, I guess. Like it it's not a replacement game, is it? It's it's just Captain Cork telling what happened in the first game. No, so so it's a movie tie-in game. So what what yeah, what it is? Some of the cutscenes are well animated, and some of them look like they're out of a movie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's there. So, the ones that look like they're out of a, out of a movie aren't even in the movie. Oh, for fuck's sakes. <laughs> they're like, they're like. So the the game is like literally like it is a remake of the first game that incorporates characters from the original trilogy in there to make the original trilogy make more sense. It's like a director's cut of the yeah, first game yeah. where they've gone through and they've actually made a lot of stuff from the first three games make sense. Um, 
It like, is. I think I need to play the first three games again. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't know. Something feels off. Yeah, you could. You could. Like, that's 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 why I was sort of like when when Rift apart, like when Rift apart was coming, and I'm like, they're like, oh, you know, Rift apart is a sequel to. Um, the Ratchet and Clank game we released on PS4, but it's also um, a leading off from stuff that happened in the older games. I'm like, okay, cool. So this is either going to confuse everybody or... They've said that Rift Apart's like, this is great for newcomers and for people who have been wanting more Ratchet and Clank. So I'm like, oh, good. So- Everyone says that about every fucking game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like Ratchet and Clank will probably pull it off. There's a lot of Ratchet yeah, and there's a lot of Ratchet and Clank lore. Like, there's a lot. So for there's someone to actually say there is, there's so many. There's like, what? What is it like? Like eleven games or something now? Yeah. yeah, it's like it's. There's a lot. There's like two trilogies, a couple of spin-offs, and the brand new game. It's there's, there's quite a few. I'm kind um, of. I'm, I'm so games. close Jesus. to just fucking taking the PS4 game out of the console and chucking in rift apart like i'm so close to just skipping it all like sitting there walking at that pace knowing that there's a ps5 version of the game sitting there like i'm i don't know man that ps4 game it feels like a movie tying game like it doesn't feel something feels wrong doesn't feel like Uh, how much how much have you how much have you played of it three levels in like fuck all yeah, like it's yeah okay. So you're still in the hey, let, let's sort of teach you how this works because there's like a there's a certain point there is a there is a point where the game is like it drip feeds you guns for so long and then it will suddenly give you a gun that's like have fucking fun and then all of a sudden you're getting weapons and stuff that just turn the entire game into like a mental fucking ecstasy ride of of adrenaline and it's so good and i think the real the real like like when was like ratchet and clank a big thing in your childhood like the first three games were they like like massive yeah i don't know if i was invested in the lore like incredibly but i enjoyed replaying them like number three like the multiplayer especially that was like life-changing um, and I think Ratchet and Clank Gladiator is it Gladiator the one where you go around stadiums and just do ra- wave like, oh yeah 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 Gladiator was I what it was called that's the one yeah. I actually played the most of believe it or not because it was um, it was split screen if I remember correctly yeah yeah it had a multiplayer component yeah, yeah. Uh, but the it was it was Ratchet and Clank 3 you know what's funny Ratchet, people don't remember this but like Ratchet and Clank 3 was actually it was the first game to have like multiplayer on the PS2, yeah, it was on, like the, the first one, right? Like the online, yeah. Is it called Netplay? Something like that, yeah. Had it like had the, like the, the case had the blue bar that said it was like network compatible or whatever. Yeah, it um, was what a really good network. multiplayer too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I never, it was played, a big deal. I don't think I ever played it online. I don't understand how the PS2's Netplay worked to this day. I played it at a mate's house once who had broadband and. You were meant to be able to make it work with dial. I just couldn't get it to work at home. It just wasn't a thing. But um, split screen was luxurious enough in that game. Mm, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I would say I would say don't give up on on the 2017 Ratchet and Clank yet. I feel like that like it it has it has a it has a stepping off point where where it just sort of like stops telling you how to swing a wrench. Yeah, and it sort of feels like okay, cool. Like I get this now. Like this, this, this is, this is great. And it's sort of like, 
I don't know. There's also that, that draw of like, you're watching a cutscene and suddenly a character, which wasn't in the first game, but like, like was in the second or was in the third is suddenly there and they're talking and, and they're referencing things. And it's like, oh, wow. Awesome. Like, that's so cool. Like they've really expanded the story and it's not, it's not a replacement for the original trilogy. Like, uh, it's just like a, here's a sort of like. Yeah, it's like it's like if you don't want to go back and play the original trilogy, this game is perfect for like getting you up to date before Rift Apart. In a way, it's well, like okay, I, that's me. You know what I mean? That's what I need. So I will I will yeah. stick at it. Can I drop one more complaint though? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Every time a cutscene starts, every single fucking time a cutscene starts, a notification pops up on the PlayStation saying uh, background recording has stopped or some shit. And every time yeah. the cutscene ends, it's like background recording resumed, and it's like, my god, twenty twenty one. If I wanted to rip these fucking cutscenes out of the game, I'm sure it wouldn't be a hassle. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it's not now. Seriously. Like the, that was because that was because it, like that game released before the movie, so people didn't want stuff that was spoilery oh, for the movie to get out. Sense. Yeah, I should probably. Just That's why they always. <laughs> Yeah, that's why they that's why they block it because they didn't want people getting movie spoilers because there are movie yeah, spoilers movie in there. Uh, a very serious thing. Yes, they are. They the people don't like it when the movie's spoiled ahead of time. <laughs> they get yeah, very upset yeah, about yeah. things like that. So yeah, mm. like a lot of the stuff in the game really doesn't come from the movie, but it does follow the same plot path as the right. film. Yeah. It just does it a lot better than the movie because it's interactive and it's a video game and it's a lot of fun and it's a remake of the first game effectively whereas the movie is sort of like the movie sort of follows the path of the original game but it's got the but they've done it in a way that it works as a film which yeah, which is great for them like I like that yeah, yeah. but yeah oh, sorry I've just brought the week's negativity right into this fucking Ratchet and Clank segment I'm really sorry <laughs> No, no, it's cool. It's cool. It's good. Like I like I like like because everybody always like I'm glad that like you have an opinion because everyone's opinion on the 2017 Ratchet and Clank is that like for all intensive purposes it's like a god game it's amazing so it's good to hear that you've had issues with it because like I, I, I enjoy it immensely but that's just because like Ratchet and Clank growing up was like my thing like I love playing oh, the Ratchet and, and Clank and I'm right games. there with like, you on that I think people like the game because they were starved for Ratchet and Clank oh absolutely yeah whereas Rift Apart yeah. like it's so hard to play this game and Rift Apart looks like a fucking masterpiece. You know what I mean? Like, it's getting tens yeah. everywhere. People are calling this game of the generation. Or, no, that's, that, I don't think as many people saying that yet. But but it might be. Who knows? Um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if it turned out to be. Like, it wouldn't. Just, everything it, it looks, looks so pretty cool. Amazing. It just looks so fucking cool. Anyway, that game we will lush over at some point. We will we'll yeah, talk of course, of much course. about that game when we know more. We will. Um, not much happened this week, but a couple of things did. Should we... Should we uh, Cover the- Let's touch on it. Let's do it. Let's go so, for it. It looks like we're getting closer to. I don't know how to word this, but basically, like Kojima and an Xbox crossover game, whatever you want to call it, partnership, fucking release. I don't know. Is becoming more and more likely. Yeah. It feels weird to talk about when we know nothing, but. Yeah. Well, sort of Jeff Jeff Grubb does his show on Twitch or YouTube wherever he does it. Um, and he has apparently inside information saying that Microsoft and Hideo Kojima have signed a letter of intent. Uh, and on this letter, it says that both sides are interested to work together if a criteria is met. 
Um, there's no indication whether Microsoft will invest in consumer productions. The project that they will work on will be cloud-based. And at this point, it, uh, apparently it is uh, unlikely that the deal will fall apart. So if they're really signing this letter and people are saying it's unlikely the deal is going to fall apart, then it seems more likely than not that the next Kojima Productions game will be an Xbox exclusive. What do you reckon the odds are? Like, if it's a cloud game, I imagine that means, you know, connected worlds again, you know, big big things. Um, if cloud ends up meaning, oh, you can only stream this game or something. Like, I, I feel like in this partnership, Xbox wouldn't really be able to dictate a lot just because why would you let them but like if this is like the first Kojima game that isn't a masterpiece to his fans it's going to be really unfortunate (laughs) so I don't think here's my here's my thoughts and these have been my thoughts since this whole thing is I don't think Microsoft care if this is a good Hideo Kojima game or not I think think that man has such a pedigree that he could literally shit in a game case and send it to you and somebody would give it 10 out of 10. You know what I mean? Like, this guy can do no wrong. My thoughts behind Microsoft doing this is Hideo Kojima is massive in the States, but also in Japan. And this is Microsoft's way of getting Japanese gamers who worship the ground he walks on to buy their console to play his game. This is their way of selling systems in Japan, in my opinion. This will be their way of getting into the homes of Japanese gamers. And I think, I don't think they can lose because if Kojima can do one thing, it's cut a trailer together. And he got everyone so hyped for Death Stranding for so long, not even knowing what the fuck it was. So he, I think he can sell Xboxes to Japanese people long before this game even drops. So I can't see Microsoft losing. The, the most they're going to lose is like, hey, they're probably not going to work with Kojima exclusively <laughs> again if it's a bad game. But if they've yeah. really signed this letter, I think they've just literally just sort of like, this well, is their way of- on the box. Exactly. This is their break into Japan. This is the thing yeah. they've been waiting for. They've, they've been hinting at buying Japanese studios and we haven't really seen much of that. I would love for them to get a Japanese studio, but if this is their way to break ground, to show people in Japan that they are interested in working with high-profile Japanese studios, then go for it. See, I feel the thing is, like, you need more than one studio. So I feel like, yeah, get partnerships might be the way to go. Here's, Absolutely. here's a thought. Have you read, heard, seen, spoke to anyone that brought an Xbox series and isn't happy with it? Um, I like I haven't no, come across a not Reddit really. post, uh, no. an IGN article. I don't think I've come across anything. I, I've read like you know just waiting for the games, like that that comment a little bit. Um, yeah, and I, I can't exactly disagree. But in terms of like the actual platform, the hardware, the, the quality, the performance, all that sort of shit, no one's unhappy. So it wouldn't take much. Like if you could sell an Xbox to someone, you know, say in Japan in this case based on a promise of a game it it seems unlikely that they'd be unhappy you know what i mean like they might be unhappy that they have to go buy a console for one game but microsoft might just need that one game to get there in and then and then they're in you know what i mean like they yeah like these consoles aren't going back to the shop yeah i mean 
Like, it's a dollar to join Games Pass. Like, hey, guys in Japan, it's 100 yen to get access to all these games where you wait for Kojima's game. Go for it. You know what I mean? You don't have to... streaming stuff as well, like, they, that could be their next push. Like, hey, you don't need to... Oh, absolutely. Just, just Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. It's going to be interesting one to watch this generation, I think. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But, uh, yeah. I, I think uh, I think the partnership with Kojima is a... It's a very clever move on their behalf if, if they can yeah, pull it sure. off. Um, I hope they can, honestly. I think that would be pretty cool. All right. Got, got a good one for you. All right, I'm ready. <laughs> so, EA Play. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah. It's what, always what's been said on? that EA Play will be in July. Yeah, the 22nd, right? Four separate events. <laughs> so, so they've got what? They're, so on the 22nd, they're, they're, they're doing four separate things? No, there's just one on the 22nd. Oh, hang on. I've misunderstood this. There's five events. <laughs> one uh. is EA Play on the 22nd of July. And there's four before it. So there's a EA Sports event a couple of days before. There's a Madden event a few days before. Then like nine days before, there's an Independent Studios EA Play event. And then a couple of days before... I'm oh, sorry, five days before that on July 8th is a The Future of First Person Shooters event, which will focus on Apex and Battlefield. I don't understand what's going on here. And and then, yeah, and then there's the main... Um, yeah, then there's like a main show on the 22nd, which I guess we'll just recap all that. I'm not really sure. Then what's the point of the main show? What are they doing? Like, the only thing I can think of is, like, if they... There's no Dragon Age, by the way. There's what? There's no Mass Effect or Dragon Age, by the way. Uh, 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 What the fuck are they showing? According to this IGN article, fans of Star Wars The Old Republic will have news to look forward to, however... Yeah, that got announced today. Oh, There's a new expansion coming. Oh. It's <laughs> like what it is. Okay. Yeah, it's like Lords of the Sith or something like that. Yeah, yeah, there was a new Star Wars expansion announced today, I'm pretty sure. Hang on, let me let me double check that. But like we will apparently get I think we talked about it on last week's show about the um, rumors of the battlefield sandbox. I guess we'll get information on that, but I don't know, man. This is just I, I guess it's a good thing if they split off the FIFA stuff from the battlefield stuff cuz like you know, a good proportion of the fan base probably only are interested in one, not the other. Um, but yeah, so so that's what EA Play is. Yeah, new KOTOR thing got announced today. Not KOTOR, uh, the old Republic thing got announced today. Right. It's called The Legacy of the Sith. It's a new expansion coming holiday 2021. Okay, cool. That would have been a great trailer on July 22nd. <laughs> We've got me hyped. What are they doing? What are they doing, man? Don't know. What are they doing? Like, what do they got to show? Like, like if they're doing these little events beforehand, either they're fucking stupid, or they've got some great shit to show. I mean, there's the rumored what Dead Space game that would be amazing if they actually it's if that was real and they actually the showed water. it. Like, if it was all just at one event, a one one hour event, 
you know, uh, you, you definitely tune in. But now it's an eight-hour event over five days. Why? you'll miss the why? Dead Space announcement. <laughs> it's so silly. I don't understand. It just feels... I don't yeah. understand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just... <laughs> I just hey, we're not showing Mass Effect. Hey, we're not showing Dragon Age. We're having four events talking about basically our big franchises. So what? First person shooters, Apex, and 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 Battlefield. Uh, I mean, are these events beforehand literally just going over games that are already announced? Uh, should we expect announcements from these things, or are they literally just touching on stuff they've already spoken about, and we should just expect? big announcements from I'm sure will be a three minute EA play at fucking 10 a.m. on the 22nd because they've got nothing else otherwise if they've told us I haven't read it you know what I mean like I've already I've already checked out so I'm not sure to be honest with you man oh, that's that's I don't know if that's a good move that feels really that feels that feels incredibly arrogant like like well, hey we're not just they're putting the EA Play brand on it all, which waters down the brand, which is also the name of their new fucking PC client. I feel like it should just be, oh, we're holding a FIFA event late July. Oh, we've got a Battlefield event early July. You know what I mean? Like, it should just be calling what they are, um, in my opinion. Yeah, but here's my thing. Like, they shouldn't be having a FIFA event or a Battlefield event. You have your EA Play Live event. It's incredibly arrogant and incredibly dim-witted to take over the whole month of July for games that you have already released. FIFA came out last year. All you did was change the number. Madden came out last year. All you did was change the number. Apex Legends is not a game. Like, I love Apex. We talk about it. We love it. But Apex Legends is not something that can... You can't sit there and talk about it for 20 minutes because they're not releasing enough content that would warrant 20 minutes. You don't have a 20-minute sit-down about a new legend or a new map. You have a fucking three-minute trailer about the new legend, and then they say, look forward to more information when it drops this season. They don't do an in-depth look at the maps. It's... It's literally always been, here's the new legend, here's the new story event, there you go. Like, and Battlefield, what more do we need to know? Like, what, like, uh, the sandbox thing would be great to hear about, but what's that? A fucking five minute conversation? Like, what more can you say? I don't understand why they need to be so loud, proud, beat their fucking chest and go, yes, July is our month. No, EA, you're not, you're not all of gaming. You're not. You want to be, you're not. You, you you got the Star Wars license and did nothing with it. You put it on the shelf and left it there and went, ha ha, we've got it, you didn't, and then you fucking did nothing with it. You change the number on your sports games every year and update a roster. I don't know the last time you guys did anything different to the fucking games, and don't bullshit me, I play them every year. I, I just... This doesn't sound like a smart move. This sounds like an arrogant, dumb, dumb fucking move, where it's like, they're going to get ripped apart. Like... Hey, the yeah. future of FPS. What was announced? Nothing. Nothing was announced. We got more information on Battlefield that we got from the Xbox event, and we got more information on Apex. Oh, how, how was that? It was great. It was three minutes of Apex and fucking 40 minutes of Battlefield, and it was shit that we already knew. Like, if you... Like, sometimes they need to understand that the best way to get this information across, right, is one event or a press release. Because sometimes a press release is just the safest way to save face. You don't need us to sit down. You don't need Twitch to sit here and watch every single live event that you have. Because 
they're the ones that are going to rip you apart. People listen to fucking streamers more than they listen to IGN these days. So if a streamer sits there and wastes 40 minutes, it's a lot different from IGN wasting 40 minutes of like reading your press release and putting it up on a website than it is that a streamer has sat down, wasted 40 minutes with an audience of thousands of people and all they've done is slander and slag you off because you've just wasted their time. I don't understand. We don't need a fucking 40 minute Madden. We don't need a fucking 40 minute fucking FIFA event. Nobody cares that much about it. Every, like, do they not watch like, uh, if, if EA really did care about the people that, like watched their events, they would 100% know that the second the screen wipes and they see a FIFA logo, the overwhelming sound on Twitch's servers is, oh, no one gives a fuck. Like no one cares. People just, that's when people go for a piss. FIFA and Madden are the piss and shit breaks of their live events. And now they want us to sit there for 40 minutes and watch the whole thing of FIFA. I don't understand. People who love FIFA have already bought it. They are going to buy that thing regardless of how much you push it. There is nothing you can show me or any other FIFA player that would instantly make us go, well, I need this now. No, if someone's buying FIFA, they decided last year when they bought last year's FIFA. They got home, they put it in, they said, fuck, this is going to be great until I can play FIFA again next year. And I'm not slagging off FIFA players. If that's your game, you love it, that's cool. I love Ape like that I'll sit there I'll play Apex I haven't decided like I decided when I got the battle pass for fucking Apex this season the first thing I thought was man I cannot wait to grind out another one next season so I understand the the draw of that sort of stuff but my god like separate events aren't aren't what make good aren't what make E3 and, and Microsoft's event great it was the fact that Microsoft sat there and went game 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 right? FIFA, like, like EA's going, okay, event, 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 event everybody cares about, two announcements, we're the best in the world. No, no, you're not. You've just wasted my month. You wasted my time all month. And I don't understand why they have to do this. And I don't mean to go on a tangent. And I feel like I do it all the time. I'm sorry, but who's, who's deciding this? Because whoever's deciding it, obviously, has no idea what's going on in the community. Clearly. Because this just doesn't seem like a smart idea. Do you, do you think... Just devil's advocate sort of situation. Do you think it's possible we're underestimating how many people only play FIFA? No. <laughs> I mean... I, I don't want to sound rude. You know what I mean? But like... If you're that person that only plays FIFA, you know what I mean? Yeah, you get to buy it regardless, are you? Exactly. And if you're that person that only plays FIFA, you are not. You are, and you guys can fight me if you want. I don't care. But if you tell me this, you're a fucking liar. You are not the person that gets up early to watch EA play for five minutes of FIFA information. You're not. You're the guy that waits for IGN to put something up. You're the guy that watches a streamer off to the side, watch it for you while you play FIFA. You're not the guy that sits there and waits patiently for EA to go, and now more information on FIFA. You're not that person. You know what I mean? You're a, you're a tradie. You're at work. You're not at home at 10 a.m. watching EA play. You know, you're catching up on that shit at home. Like, 
Madden players don't sit there and wait patiently for the for the random footballer that EA was able to pay enough money to come on and, and promote their game. You know what I mean? You, you, that's not the sort of person you are. You know what I mean? If you're a Madden player, you're waiting for the Madden NFL 22 trailer to drop during your Sunday night football game. When you see that drop during a Sunday night football game, that is 100% more impactful to you as a player than it is sitting there wading through all the EA stuff you don't care about. You know what I mean? The stuff that we're interested in, like we're different. We sit there and we absorb all the information so we can come and do a podcast. We can write an article on the website so we can sit back and do a YouTube video. We go in there knowing what we're going in there for. We know that we're going in there to sit there and not pay attention to a FIFA and a Madden trailer so we can get to Dead Space, to Star Wars, to Apex, to Command and Conquer. Whereas like people who are playing Madden and playing FIFA, they're not tuning in at 10 a.m. on July 22nd to watch your event. They're not tuning in on on some random afternoon in July to watch a 40-minute Madden presentation. They're not. They're outside playing real football while they wait for you to release their game. They're playing the Madden from the year before. They're talking to their friends about actual football. You know what I mean? That's the If that's, that's the audience they're trying to get, then play to that audience. Play to them. Drop the trailer as much as you can during a football game. You know what I mean? Like, mm. like actually promote your game in more like in more football related ways. Like having a presentation where they have to sit down indoors for half an hour just isn't the way to do it. And it's and it's a waste of time to the rest of us who who just don't care. Like I'll be interested to see the numbers on how many people watch it though. Like, and so, then there's also that how many people are watching it just so they can say they watched it. You know what FIFA I mean? Like, twenty live reveal on YouTube had one point yeah. seven million views. Fifty-seven minute video. Yeah, but how much of that is the entire fifty-seven minutes? Don't know, but this would just be a small slice of the full amount of people that have watched it. Yeah, I mean. That number right there, oh man, if EA, I'd love EA to go, here's the analytics on the video and you just watch and the second, the first trailer in the first five minutes is done, it drops off. (laughs) Like that would not surprise me. Like it it would just drop off. Absolutely. Did you know, I got a fun fact about me. Soccer is my favorite sport. Oh, interesting. What for? Why? 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 That's interesting. Thank you so much. Um, I don't know, like, I've always enjoyed it just in the, like, you know, in the schoolyard or in the backyard or whatever. And just all my friends were signing up to play, like, football, like, showing rules in primary school. And I signed up and suddenly the team was full. So I went to the local soccer club and got a spot and fucking loved it. Um, It sort of all turned to shit, you know, they take it way too seriously and all that sort of stuff. I'm I'm definitely not there to take it that seriously, but, um, yeah, I really like soccer. And FIFA is oh, sometimes fair. a good outlet, but I'm very much a, I'll buy every fifth release of FIFA. That way, I'll see a bit yeah. of an improvement. That was like nothing made me laugh more. Like it, it took every every fiber of my being. Like you remember how the FIFA source code got stolen the other the other month? Oh yeah. It took every fiber of my being not to take a photo of every FIFA game I own and go, yes, it was me. I stole the source code. Here it all is. You know what I mean? Like, oh, man. It's, yeah. Oh, man. You know, I'm going to play. What would you do to improve FIFA 21? 
like I don't know like it looks pretty perfect it plays pretty well like you know what I mean like I don't know what they're meant to do maybe, maybe not they, release for FIFA 22 yeah that, that's what I was going to say like maybe the best thing they can do is just sort of update the roster yeah like I mean I mean playing devil's advocate to myself for a minute like there might be reasons behind this like it could be FIFA's like hey we need this much if you want these licenses we need this much coverage you know what I mean we need this but much FIFA done FIFA is a horrible organisation so good chance that's the case they yeah, are like, they are like, the pinnacle of fucked up organisations they're, 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 they're fucked like FIFA I'm sure I like soccer but I hate FIFA bad. yeah that's yeah, that's like yeah I think it's so fucking stupid but yeah that could be that could be another reason why they're doing it I don't I just it kind of I don't know it just feels like doing this is shooting themselves in the foot do you know what I mean like I think we just have to remind ourselves it ain't for us you know what I mean like they, yeah. they, they're not selling it to us like yeah that's true they sell, they, they've sold us on a July 22nd event you know what I mean? Like they're, yeah. they're not. I mean, obviously the battlefield one might be interesting, but yeah, I don't know, man. I, I wish they would just consolidate it into an hour that we could consume. But to be fair, that might not even be enough to get me to watch it. So, I mean, I mean the they, thing that's going to piss me off is if the if if I watch this event on the twenty second and it's doing its thing, where it's like I, I don't want to hear the line like we showed you last week. Blah blah yeah. blah. <laughs> Yeah. like I don't want this to be a way to push me to watch the other shit that's not what I'm here for I'm here for the information that I was promised when you initially announced this event there were no other events announced when you announced this event this was the numero uno so whatever trickled off bullshit you want to announce should be at the auxiliary events not the main event you know what I mean like I don't want to hear the, the sentence for more information make sure to check out our future of FPS I was just like no you know I'd, I'd like oh. yeah I'm here now sort of thing yeah, I, I, I just right. don't think that's fair. <laughs> we, need to move yeah. on. we need to move on. We're getting yeah, okay, right okay. Speaking yeah. of events in July, you told me before oh. the show that there's a rumor no. of a PlayStation event in July. Yes. And I'm going to make so you talk Kojima, about it because I've got no fucking idea what this is about. So Kojima, in his infinite wisdom, opened his fucking mouth again and said that he was cutting a trailer for the director's cut of Death Stranding that was to be revealed at an upcoming PlayStation event that has been rumored to be in July for quite a while now. July 8th is the rumor, so next week. Um, but well, another they rumor... They don't announce them with that much warning these days, do they? No, they just go, hey, guess what, we next week. announcement Monday or Tuesday. Absolutely, yeah. And I would be 100% behind it. I think that would be super smart. But... um. Another thing that was rumored back in the back, like back when this initial event was rumored, one of the big rumors was a Ghost of Tsushima expansion, which today it was announced that we're getting a Ghost of Tsushima director's cut that's coming to PS5 and PS4 on August 20, which has that rumored expansion inside of it. So that could also bode well that the information of more of this stuff being like, seen next week in an event could actually be a thing like they could just be announcing this early because that was always the initial plan and we only found out about it because it was leaked in the event but um did you see um how much it's gonna cost to upgrade i'm just looking at press start did you see the cost of upgrading to the director's cut of ghosts yeah how much we should just be lucky we're not forced to rebuy it um (laughs) The, I'll just read this ex- extract from the from the article and press that. 
If you already own Ghost of Tsushima on PS4, you can upgrade to the Director's Cut on PS4 for 20 USD, roughly 25 Australian. If you're wanting to upgrade to the PS5 version of the Director's Cut, you'll be paying $30 USD, roughly $40 Australian. If you buy the PS4 version of the Director's Cut, you can upgrade to the PS5 version for $10, roughly $12 AUD. I mean, we should just be grateful that we can upgrade it, right? Yeah. I mean... They've got to get money. I, I completely understand that, but it, it's an incredible contrast to some other games that are getting, you know, next-gen versions. I think the big difference to notice here, though, is, like, there is new content, to, to be fair. Absolutely. Like, we don't know what this expansion is, but it's and a brand-new island. Think- we don't know if that's the same size as the one we've got or if it's just, like a smaller segment of the island but like the island of Tsushima is broken up into three different parts if if we got like an additional first part of the island size island that's a decent chunk of content that's that's at least like 10 to 15 hours worth of content and they've already announced that it's like includes more trophies and we're getting more legends content which is their multiplayer mode and they've even gone in and they've they've um redone the Japanese voiceover so uh, it actually syncs up with the the lips of the characters. So they've gone in and they've made like significant changes to the game where where like for all we know they may be taking a loss at $35 for an upgrade. Okay, so you, so you, so the yeah, okay. So that's starting to sound a little bit more reasonable than when you sort of um explain the content. I sort of jumped to the uh the why is this not just a next gen upgrade? But yeah, if, if they're yeah. adding a third of the game or something that significant then yeah, which we won't know until we see more, which may be next week at this rumored event, if it turns out to be true. Like, it's, that it's would be where I, I though, say we see it. The idea of this event, like, I feel like we know just as much. Like, I, I feel like we know as much as we're ever going to know about the Ghost of uh, the. Uh, fuck, what's the delivery game called? Um, oh, Death, Death Training. Training. I feel like we know as much as we're ever going to know about that director's cut. Um, we know decent amount about this Ghost of Tsushima director's cut not exactly the specifics but we know you know there's more content and features and they've already announced multiple new studios which would have been awesome to watch at an event so yeah so we should probably touch on that too so they've announced that they bought two new studios and then they may have accidentally announced that they got the third do you think the third the blue point acquisition is something they announced at that event do you think that's why? Nah, I reckon we'll get it tomorrow or something. Like we get one a day. Oh, you three, reckon? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I'm surprised they didn't mix up their plans to announce Bluepoint earlier because they um, leaked it themselves. Right, well, here's my thing. Here's my thing about the Bluepoint thing is if this event, rumored event is real, I think a massive power play big dick move would be to go, hey, by the way, we bought Bluepoint and this is what they're working on. And it's like Metal Gear Solid remake of the first game. That, that would... That'd be a move. (laughs) Like that would 100% warrant them announcing it at an event. And I kind of feel like that's, that's why they didn't instantly turn around and go, oh, well, yes, it's true. We bought, we've, we've got them because if they have been planning this event for as long as the rumors have been around, they, they 100% could have this whole blue point thing already in the show with whatever the fuck secret game they've been working on. Like, and to be fair, maybe they were just working on it as a second party title for a while. 
Yeah, possibly. Yeah. And yeah, because like Bluepoint, honestly, to be honest, like that just feels like a natural acquisition for PlayStation. Yeah. Like, oh, I've, I've heard that a lot, actually. Yeah, for sure. For sure. They've just, they've, they've gone through and just bought some of the like PlayStation's greatest games forward to the newest generation. And, and it's just so silly if they weren't to acquire them at this point. So I think the, the, the announcement of the acquisition alongside a massive game that they're working on because we do know they're working on something and we do know we were supposed to find out about it at some point this year um, would be massive. Oh, for sure. I hope, I hope that's true. Um, Housemark was another, the, the, the first announcement as well. Um, yes. Which I think is a, a solid, solid studio. I, I don't really I mean, play their stuff personally, but it seems like they're... Good for them. Yeah, it seems like people like it. So that's cool. Well, they went from like indie studio to like AAA powerhouse in like the course of like five or six years because they did stuff like Next Machina and and they did like Queen Six shooters and Twitch shooters. Um, yeah. And then suddenly PlayStation were like, "Hey, do you guys want to make like a real game?" They're like, "Yeah, we want to make like a real game." And then Returnal came out and everyone was playing it nobody had a bad thing to say about it so i kind of feel like playstation were like hey if returnal does well would you be interested in becoming a part of it's interesting you say that i think you're right i think they would have said if it does well and that's so sony at the moment you know what i mean yep um the other acquisition is uh nixus nixus am i saying that right hang on let me just pull up stevia yeah uh stevia playstation has announced it has acquired porting studio Nexus to further elevate PlayStation Studio exclusive titles. It's interesting the way they say it. It almost sounds like they get they've brought them to port all their own shit around. <laughs> like they haven't brought yeah. them to make a AAA game. They've brought them to because because they they've ported a lot of games, but they've ported. Um, uh, I think it was Rise of the Tomb Raider was the one that really stuck out to me. I don't think this article has the one the list I'm looking for, but but um yeah anyway they they just yeah if they're porting a game to PC there's no no complaints and um porting porting games to PC is something PC gamers will complain about so um I think that's a great acquisition it's just interesting to me that yeah maybe they are looking to port a lot more of their stuff to PC or something and this is how they're going to do it um I look forward to seeing what they do it's a shame that they won't be working to port other stuff to PC anymore but that's the nature of the game I guess um. Hopefully yeah. we get some cool PlayStation titles doing some cool things sometime yeah. soon. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be really good. I don't think PlayStation's done either. No. Like Xbox brought Bethesda and say what you want about Bethesda, but that's that's like seven studios out of the market. Um including Elder Scrolls. So I, I dare say we've got a couple more that'll be on the way at some point. I do a lot of acquisitions going on it's a very interesting time for the industry um i know there's a lot of studios that could be acquired but it feels like we're running out for some reason i know that's not the case um very interesting very i'm I'm surprised remedy hasn't remedy must not want to be brought because i imagine they get many offers yeah i'd I'd say so but i mean they're in that unique position where they, they are also of a certain pedigree where they can decide when and if they are acquired. No, that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, yeah, they must not want to be brought. Yeah, absolutely. If they wanted to be, I imagine they would would be sold. Yeah. Um, the last thing I had to mention was I read this article on the way home tonight um, about 
um, indie games and and them being able to sell through the PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo store. It's um, I read it on Kotaku, an article by John Walker, and it, I just wanted to point a couple of things out that I found really interesting. So, um, John's been talking to many developers, mostly anonymously, as in he won't tell us the source, which is fair enough. Yep. But it looks like indie games are not easily found on the PlayStation Store. And to be featured on the PlayStation Store, you got to give Sony 25 grand to get up there. And apparently on Xbox and Nintendo it's similar, you got to pay money to be featured on the front. Mm. But unlike PlayStation on Nintendo and Xbox, like they have a section for newly released games. They have a section for discounts. They have a section for trending and all that sort of shit, discoverability, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, like one of them was saying on the, on the Nintendo store, if you apply a good sale to your game, that'll increase your odds of being in the discovery section. So, there's ways that you can, you know, on your own merit, get your game to be more featured. On PlayStation, you need to be invited to put a sale on your game. You can't just decide to have a sale. You can't just go, well, oh. Xbox and Steam, we're doing 50% off our game. You can't just go on PlayStation, we'll do 50% off. And when Sony offer you a sale, they tell you how big the sale is. And then you have to negotiate. And they usually start at 50% off. And if you only want 10% off your game, you probably won't be featured in the sale. So, like, there was one example. Wow, I, uh, that's, that's a lot of control. Yeah, I, I feel like they've gated their store in the world in, in in the way that makes people want to stop gated stores you know what i mean like they've yeah they're on the bad side um do you think that's why we haven't seen a competitor to games pass because it feels like xbox is like hey everyone can come and be a part of games pass blah 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 blah, blah. but it feels like playstation are like we will decide who is on our version of games pass you don't yeah, get to I, decide I do think that so when i booted up the ps5 for the first time i went to the store and I still remember looking at the store and going, fuck, this looks good. And I looked at it and I still remember thinking, everything here looks so good. Like, you know, we've got COD, we've got fucking, you know, Apex, we've got um, uh, fucking Spider-Man. Like we, I'm like, oh, this is just like, this is just like all the, you know, the, the blockbuster. Like this is, and then I'm like, hang on, where the fuck is everything? Like, this is just my favorite 10 games here. Like, I know all these games. Like, I... I Apparently, according to this article, and I would definitely agree based on my small experience, you have to search if you want to find a game. You have to type it in. You don't stumble across games on the PlayStation Store. And now that I think about it, I'm like, yeah, you absolutely don't. Whereas on Xbox, I go through the store all the time on the Xbox, just having a browse, looking through some of the lists, looking particularly looking through the Game Pass list, of course, like everything that's on Game yeah. Pass. Um, and on and on the PC, when you open up the Xbox app, it's it's on, actually I'm gonna do it right now. I have a quick browse. Um, the, the the top line is newly added to Game Pass. Then it's coming soon. Then it's a list of day one releases. So this is sort of what they're saying is like, there's ways you can get onto the front page that pane. If you release in the Game Pass day one, that's a way. Um, yeah, just for an example. Um, you know, Xbox is doing well. Like even if the game's leaving soon, it gets on the front page. Like it's, yep. you can clearly see there's a lot of games here and there's also a lot of games they're not just being displayed because I'll like them. You know what I mean? Like we've got 
We're not games I don't even know how to pronounce here. You know what I mean? So clearly yeah. the discoverability is good. It kind of um, feels like um, like PlayStation Store is like a like a three star Michelin restaurant. You know what I mean? Like everything in there is like so looked after. The person at the top makes sure everything goes out. Whereas like Microsoft is sort of sort of treating it like fast food joint. And and I find that when you really look at them both, I eat way more fast food than I do go to three star restaurants. It's not only a fast food restaurant; it's a fucking food court. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. There's a bit of everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And there's a and there's a schnitz off to the side if you want the good stuff. So yeah. um just reading the odd snippet out of this Kotaku article. Um one publisher and publisher those awesome guys did the same. Uh here we go, yeah. So this is the sales breakdown between the platforms, right? Now this this is one that doesn't paint the best picture but it says 91% of the games on Steam 8% of the games on Switch and then 0.6% on Xbox 0.3% on PlayStation right but yeah. PlayStation has a massively bigger player base here's another one Matthew Wright mm. of Whitethorn Games published a pie chart showing the percentage of sales across consoles the Switch making 60% the Xbox making 30% Steam at 7% and PlayStation at 3% the order changes a lot, but it's always PlayStation last. And it's just fascinating because, again, that's where the biggest player base is, um, at least relative yeah. to Xbox. Like, there's no no argument there. Um, but wow, there was one line in this, this thing that made my jaw drop. And they did point out that like Xbox and Nintendo aren't perfect. For instance, if you want to patch a game over 200 megs on Nintendo, you have to get permission. So there's some weird Ooh. shit going on. Um, where's the where's the line? Here we go. Another publisher who wished to remain anonymous told us some exact sales figures for one small indie release they named but asked us to withhold. The game sold around twenty thousand copies on Xbox, compared to just seven thousand on PlayStation. However, when it came to releasing DLC, the Microsoft console saw two thousand units shift, while on Sony, and this is not a fucking joke, until today, seven seven installs of the DLC. Wow. Because you just don't know about it. It's not necessarily yeah. the player's fault. Well, wouldn't wouldn't think so. Um, Fuck, I'd love to know what that game is. Oh, yeah, know, I'd love know. to know. But yeah, I, I've oh, jumped around man. this article a bit and I don't know if I've made the, the best sort of review of the article or, or made the best point, but I just wanted to raise it because I think it's important. Um, mm. I think it's an important discussion. Like... I respect what Sony's doing in a sense like they're you know they've got a great platform they've got great games you know they're selling a lot of units they're doing what businesses do good for them but um, I don't want that to be expense of some of the most passionate people in the industry so I just wanted to, yeah, to raise that um, if you get to have a walled off garden like you know it's like it's like the Apple Android situation like you know I'm an Android guy myself but you look at that Apple ecosystem and gee you wish you could take a little bit of it with you you know what I mean like you know, whether it's the Apple Watch or the way the um, the earpods pair with different fucking devices depending on what they're sitting closest to, like, fuck's sakes. Like, some of that stuff is so cool and only possible when you place a few walls around. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's 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 hard to watch. It's, it was a, it was a long, long article worth the read. It's a bit hard to read in a sense that it's a bit shitty, some of it. Um, and because sometimes this is the difference between a sequel and not a sequel is, you know, could be a few thousand sales at this point. So yeah, just one day. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter how big or small your game is, really, in that respect. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I think somewhere I read in the article, it's like, you know, all this and they take 30% of your cut. It's like, yeah, mm. it's, a bit, it's a bit shit, isn't it? To say the least. Well, that takes us over the hour mark, so that is me done. Um, unless you've got anything else to add. I have one more thing to touch on. Yeah. Um, that it really does look like we're going to get a Call of Duty this year, despite rumours and all that fun stuff, because Fuck, we shouldn't. They, did, <laughs> they did an internal alpha which appeared on Battle.net and also on the PlayStation Store. Wait, they had room for that it on was the PlayStation a, Store? <laughs> yeah. It was a 35 gigabyte file called Slipstream. And oh, there was even that. a logo for it. Um, is that the name of the game? That's the name of the alpha. Whether or not this is the name of the game or if it's just the like uh, code name for the game. Because it's always it's been very... Sounds like a code name, doesn't it? Absolutely, but like, could you imagine <laughs> Call of Duty Slipstream? Like, oh god, yeah, that just doesn't sound good. It's been really like pushed. Absolutely, oh, mate. Uh, it's really been pushed that it's called Vanguard and that it's it's set in the world. It's set in a World War Two. And hearing a name like Slipstream really does make me feel like this is a World War Two shooter. I don't know why. No, also, what? the logo looks like something from Top Gun. So it's like, yeah, like I can see this being. A, I hope a this war. game is a World War Two game because. I can ignore it this year because of Battlefield. And we can, you know, let another World War Two game into the system. And then next year we can get Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. Yeah. Modern Warfare and 2 is definitely... You know how Modern big. Warfare 2 back in 2009 is Modern Warfare and then the, like the, the Digit 2? I hope this one is Modern Warfare 2, like T-W-O. And that's how they differentiate yeah. it. Although I dare say it'll be called Modern Warfare, you know, fucking Desert Storm or something. I don't know. That, that's another video game. It probably won't be called Desert Storm. But oh, could you? Oh man, could you imagine if it's just called like Call of Duty Modern Warfare One Four One? Like that would be cool. That's okay, that's cool. dope. The, the, the these names. How long till they just call it Call of Duty? You know, it wouldn't surprise me if that if that happens. Like, just like in, in the coming years, we just get a game. It just goes back to Call of Duty. Like, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Wait, um, why? Why was Call of Duty Modern Warfare? What What was COD Four actually called? What was its official name? Call of Duty Modern Warfare. It was like Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Yeah. Isn't that, so that's, isn't that what the one two years ago was called? Yes. It was called Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Something differentiated them, I swear. Call of Duty... Call of Duty 4. If I Google that... Oh, shit, I'm a dickhead. It was actually called Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. And then this one was Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Yeah. Yeah, okay, my bad. Okay, yeah. So the next game... Because it was called Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. It wasn't called Call of Duty 6 Modern Warfare 2. So... No, after after Modern Warfare, they stopped adding a number. Yeah, I care way more about what next year's Call of Duty is called than... Than anything to do with this year's Call of Duty. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I feel for yeah, it. I, I wish it's... they would just let it get cancelled. Like, just let Battlefield have a year. Let it go to to the keeper. You know what I mean? Um, and then come back fucking swinging the year after. In my opinion, I mean, I don't run a billion dollar company here though, so um, I'll leave my comments there. I mean, I agree. The, the reason they pump it out... Here's the thing. We're not going to see Call of Duty take a year off unless we don't buy it. 
unless everybody takes a stand and doesn't buy it, which they're just they're just gonna put out mediocre shit every year because we let them. I pledge to try not to buy it. That's fair. That's fair. Because the game will release and everyone else will be playing it. I'll be like, oh shit. Oh shit. We'll see how we go. We'll see how we go. You're right. Like, <laughs> if we keep buying it, they'll keep selling it. Exactly. It's yeah. They're not going to try harder if they're if they're making the money that they want off the product. Like it's just yeah. the way. It doesn't make sense for them to put in any extra effort if if it's really not needed in their eyes, which is sad. But unfortunately, it's the fact of the matter. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, but that's going to do it for us for this week, Jack. Thank you so much for joining me on this thank late you, Friday night. Yeah, Mate, tell everybody where so to find you. I think it's the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's a bit late, uh, and I apologize. That's my fault. Um, uh, then I had half an hour of headphone problems, so we're even. We'll call it <laughs> no, even. No, 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 that's, that's, it's a garbage truck on fire, everybody, and that's why you love it. Um, tell people where they can find you, man. You can find me at aussielag.com. Ladies and gentlemen, you can find me at the same fucking place. That's where you're going to find it all now. Um, yeah, no, Jack. Yeah, thanks for joining me, man. Really do appreciate it. Um, wouldn't it be crazy if next week we're uh, here on the podcast talking about a PlayStation event? I hope so. I hope so. I, I never get sick of talking about it upcoming events. It's awesome. Absolutely, I love it. I love it. And we're less than ninety nine days away from PAX. Everybody, just so you're aware, less than ninety nine days away. And the rest of the country is not allowed in this state. So it's, it's looking good for me because I'm still in Vic. So it's all good, people. <laughs> it's all it's all going to go ahead. Just a few of us there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just just the old gang meeting up, all 20 of us there in the convention center. Oh, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. We really do appreciate it. Make sure to go, go, go right now and tell somebody you love them. Let them know that they mean the world to you. And uh, that's going to do it for us. Until next time, my hero games will be good ones, and we'll catch you guys next week. Bye, everyone.